is episode three of the Untitled Sandspoint Podcast Project. It's November 30th, 2014, at least that's when I'm recording it, and I am, of course, Richard J. Anderson. And this week's episode, it's, uh, you know, I haven't really been keeping up about what's happening in tech. It, it's uh, Thanksgiving, post-Thanksgiving post holiday here in the United States, so not a whole lot of news, not a lot of whole interesting stuff going on, at least in terms of tech. So I think that's one of what's been leading to a lot of the... Uh, uh, graping over podcasts and podcast production and all that fun stuff. I did recently get around to finally watching Jordan Cooper's video about podcasters being in the entertainment business, and we really are. And I know it's, it's only episode three, and I don't know if I'm holding up uh, my end of the bargain, because this isn't an educational show, this isn't a technology show. This is literally me rambling into a microphone for 10 to 15 minutes, and it's there's a reason I have this categorized under personal journals, and I think that's probably as good of a segue as uh, as I can get into something I do want to talk about a bit. About maybe a week or so on Twitter, I posted that I do have a goal in mind for for the new year, and I know we're we're still a month away, but bear with me. And that is, I want to take and, and make Sandspoint.com, which is basically the central point of everything I do online. I want to make that self sufficient, and I've been doing this for. I've had the domain, I've had stuff on it for the better part of, oh, I don't know, 13, 14 years? No, 12 years, 12 years. I'm getting ahead of myself, and in that time, I've sunk a lot of money into it, and I've uh, made back pennies at that, if that. And what I would like to do is just have it have the site be self-sufficient, so it's not costing me anything to, to, to write, to post a podcast, and I think that's a good first step. It's not even all that huge of a thing. All I need is to bring in, if I'm doing the math right, $12 a month because uh, my domain is about $10. I'm on Hover, so they're a little pricier than others, but it's well worth it. Um, my hosting is shared hosting on DreamHost. That's another uh, 120 a year. I guess I could sign up for Squarespace or something, but I really... I, I, I like getting my hands dirty with WordPress, and I do have some other stuff on my account, like Boogie Boy's Basement, which should hopefully be setting up and relaunching in the new year, if uh, everything goes right. But um, I, w- I want to be self-sufficient with this, because that, that would just free up a little bit of uh, cognitive load that's keeping me from doing what I want to do. And it's interesting talking about this, because part of what I think I'd need to do to make this a going concern, even if it's just paying for itself, is really step up my game, not just in what I write, but how much I write and how much I post and how often I do these things. Doing the podcast here is probably just a, a good way of getting a start of regularity. It's, it's just a weekly thing. But I think if, if I'm going to make money, even just $12 a month, I need to do something that's going to bring people to the door, have people be more willing to pay, and taking a week off, not necessarily intentionally, mind you, around Thanksgiving, isn't the smartest way to do it. Um, I need to find something that's... it's. It goes back to the Obsession Times Voice thing, and I've written about that before. I'll maybe throw a link into my most recent essay on that in the show notes. But I don't know if Obsession Times Voice is really enough in 2014. I'm not saying it's too late to make... Uh, I'm not, I'm not, I may be too late to make a living, or at least too soon to make a living, but it's not too late to have something that makes you satisfied and pays for itself if you're blogging or podcasting or whatever. I don't believe that it's too late for that, but it may be too 
hmm, it, it, it may not be the best time. And I don't know if the strategies that work in uh, the past. Yeah, the uh, Physician Times voice talk at South by Southwest was from 2009. And things have changed very, very, a, a, a really great deal since uh, 2009. It's been almost six years and the, the, the internet space and making things online has absolutely gone uh, bananas. I mean, the fundamentals are probably the same, but I really don't necessarily know if the world needs another person uh, talking about Apple. The world needs another person talking about smartphone apps. I mean, I'm not saying these verticals are full, but there's a lot of really smart people, a lot of really, really good people working in these verticals already. I mean, I'm not going to be Federica Fittici. I'm... I don't. I shouldn't want to be. I have my own things. Um, you know, there's a lot of what's influenced me and my writing and how I think about technology are folks like Merlin Mann, like Patrick Roan, uh, a little bit of Federico in recent months. <laughs> yeah, I'm new. A little bit of you know Bert Terpstra. A little bit of the uh, you know let's automate things and and do stuff like that. But I'm really more interested in just how how we use these things. Not. I mean, even better isn't the right way to describe it, but just the relationship we have with our technology and how that's changing and how we use it to make things. Because so many, there, there's this, I think, I'm going to, I'm going to come out and say it. I think the maker movement as it is, is bullshit because people have been making stuff since the dawn of time. And even during the darkest of dark ages, um, I don't know if anyone else has read uh, Cognitive Surplus, but there's this thread that's come up through a lot of uh, writing that I've read um, that until the uh, internet, most people didn't make things. People were just content to sit in front of a TV and be all passive. And I don't know if that's the case. I think there's always been a set of people who have been unsatisfied with just getting what's handed to them, what's being fed to them, and they want to make things. Some people who have been satisfied with what they're being fed and still want to make things, you know, it's it's the human desire to create, and it's never gone away. It's 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 it may have has ebb and flow. I'm sure there's more people creating stuff now because they have enhanced ability to, but the person who really wants to make a thing is going to do so no matter what. I mean. I'm going to wrap the conversation back around to myself. Uh, I'm a music fan and I've tried my hand at making music on multiple occasions. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. I'll throw in a link to my SoundCloud account that has the best of the stuff I did when I was making music as a hobby in high school and early college with uh, pirated copies of <laughs> music creation software and uh, no skills, no, no MIDI instruments or anything like that. In order to be successful at it, I mean... The lottery ticket uh, talk that Darius Kazemi did, I'm probably butchering his name, but that was one of the first real high-profile talks about making things that wasn't all, oh, just keep plugging away at it and eventually you'll be successful. No, because that's not how it works. It's not how it's ever worked. It's nice to, well, I'm not saying it's not, that's, that's, I will take that back. It's not how it's, it's not that it's not how it works. Because that is how it works. What doesn't work is that, it, is that there's no guarantees. And 
it takes a lot of temerity to get up on stage and say, hey, you're playing the lottery. Especially when you have someone like uh, at the most recent XOXO, and you have someone like Gruber on stage saying, you know, it's not too late to make a thing. And they're both right. There's no mutual exclusivity here. So what I would like to hear is just more people talking about the trials and tribulations, how hard it is to, even if you aren't trying to go and make this your thing, how hard it is just to show up every day. I'll tell you how hard it is to show up every day. I barely want to show up every day for my real job. <laughs> I think I was coming down with something or that my body just wanted to curl up and sleep and, and like crazy for the past few days. Holidays or not. And uh, I think I'm finally over that now. But if it's that hard enough just to get out of bed in the morning, how can you expect me to go and sit in front of a keyboard and make the clackety noise for God knows how many people? And But that's what I want. And the real challenge is now going to be, especially if I want to make this a self-sustaining operation, going from, oh, I don't want to do this, to I don't want to do this, but I will do it anyway. And then hoping, praying, said the atheist, that it will work out in the end and that I'll eventually pull in some money. Now, there's also the logistics of, you know, um, how I, how to make money. I have a section on the site for where people can make donations or sign up for a $3 a month subscription if they want to keep reading my stuff. And I, I offer nothing for it because everything's free already. There's no, like, secret RSS feed. There's no password protection. There's no... Even the RSS is full text. So I'm not withholding anything from people who don't want to pay. I've been trying to figure out what to do to sort of give people an extra incentive, and I'm coming up on that, coming up blank on that. Thought I'd try a newsletter, but hmm, I don't know. Um, instead, um, I'm I'm looking into that Patreon thing. If anyone has any advice or suggestions, uh, I'd be happy to hear it. Uh, Glenn Fleischman wrote an interesting thing about uh, about Patreon, and that has me sort of curious and wary at the same time um you know it's 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 there are more ways to make money online now than there ever were before and that's kind of overwhelming for someone who's really only treaded you know dipped a toe into making online money the, the most money i've made with my writing online was uh i think 75 cents in google ads <laughs> Woohoo! that'll buy me nothing anyway eh I've been going on for a while. I need to get to the part of the show where I plug something and plug something I shall. Uh, this is a little self-serving. I was a guest on the podcast, The Painful Threshold, which is an internet panel show podcast where all the questions come from strangers on the internet. And I was on the show with Maddie Drake, who is a really awesome person from the internet, and William D. Drake, who is a really awesome person from the band Cardiacs and is now a solo artist. And my friend Matt hosts the show, and I'll drop a link to the episode in the show notes so you can check it out. And as for all you people, if you have anything to say to me, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, if you want to make me feel better, if you want to make me feel worse, shoot me a tweet at SansPoint, or send me an email. Use the contact form at SansPoint.com slash contact. And of course, if you really love me, and I know you do, leave a review on iTunes. It doesn't have to be a good review, just a review. I want to know someone's out there. 
And this has been episode three of the Untitled Sandspoint Podcast Project. Whew, that's three more episodes than I thought I would do. I will see you all next week. Thanks for listening.